The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to a Friday edition of 7 Minutes of Saints. Andrew, we're making this one free uh, for the people that can, can try it out. And they, if they want it next week, they should pay $7. It's only $7 a month. And, hey, if you pay $7 a month before free agency starts on March 13th, we will send you a sweet-ass Saints Happy Hour podcast magnet. People love them. It'll be the talk of your refrigerator in your kitchen if you have a sweet, sweet Saints Happy Hour magnet. So, Andrew, today I wanted to discuss what me and you discussed in our one of many phone calls that we have about the Saints uh, almost every day, it seems like. You brought up a great point that you think it's going to be really, really hard for the 2019 Saints to get better um, for a myriad of reasons. One is just it's hard to go – it's hard to improve on 13-2 and a forfeit, right? You just It's, it's just going to be – even if you had a bunch of assets and cap space and all that, it'd be hard to get better than 13 and three, right? So explain to the people why that aside, you think it's going to be really hard for Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton to get this roster better. Yeah. So I, I just think you know, this is an interesting off season and for, and, and unique in some ways. Um, you know, obviously the Saints want to get better and, you know, we talk all the time about how, you hear Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis say they want to blow the door open, you know, and while the window of opportunity is there, they want to be aggressive, they want to take risks, and they want to do whatever they can to try to go for it, which is what I feel like they did last offseason. And they gave up a first round, a third round, and a fourth round pick. You know, the first went to Davenport, the third went to Bridgewater, and the fourth went to Apple. Um, so <clears throat> they gave up three picks, and, you know, they dabbled in free agency a good bit added a number of players, um, moved some money around financially, uh, paid paid Bridgewater more to lower his cap number. And so he had a phantom deal. And I Green forgot had a phantom about deal. that. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, so I like – We're so going like to be paying Bridgewater to like 2025. Right, so they diverted <laughs> all this cap stuff. But so now I feel like they, A, don't have assets in terms of the draft this year. And – their cap space is a little limited. Now, we know they're still going to find ways to get cap space. I mean, Mickey Loomis will do his magic. They'll move some money around. They'll redo some contracts. They'll pay bonuses to some guys to, you know, financially be in a place where they can make a run in free agency. But I actually think this offseason now, you know, you mentioned, well, they don't have to be so aggressive this year because the roster is so good. But, I just feel like the min- the minute you get stagnant with your talent, your the regression in the NFL is quick. It's swift. Yeah, and it can sometimes be pretty ugly. And look, uh, this is a point that 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 uh, Ian, a buddy of ours, and and he goes on Nick Underhill's podcast. I was listening to them, and he made a great point of like, look, you know, it got swept under the rug that the Saints cut a bunch of draft picks last year, but this year. They need a running back if Mark Ingram leaves, right? They desperately need a backup offensive tackle. 
Well, last year they drafted Boston Scott and they cut him. They drafted Rick Leonard way higher than anybody thought he should be drafted, and they cut him, and they need to fill those two spots. So, like, when you miss on a bunch of draft picks, even if they're later in rounds, like, it catches up to you, and it catches up to you fast. And here's the thing also that I was thinking about the offseason. You know, we joke about the YOLO offseason, and and people, when we think about the YOLO offseason, we think about free agency and the draft, right? The Saints sort of went YOLO, but they did it sort of quietly last year in that, they, like you said, they made some moves in free agency, but it wasn't like huge, seeming like all-in moves. And on draft day, yeah, they traded up for Davis, but they gave up the first for next year. But they did a lot of YOLO stuff in season. Like they gave up the third for Bridgewater. They gave up the fourth for Eli Apple. And suddenly you're in December and you're like, oh, fuck. They don't have three of their top four picks. And they don't have any cap base. We kind of went YOLO just as big as the Rams did. Um, and it kind of like it, it, it snuck up on you quietly because it wasn't all it wasn't all at once like the Rams did, right? Uh, it was sort of a general process. But my thing is, Andrew, is Loomis he can create cap space easily, or he could mortgage the twenty twenty assets. But they're not going to do both. Like Mickey Loomis and Champagne, they may want to win, but they they're in for the long haul, especially Mickey Loomis. Like he's going to be running the Saints. He might be running the Saints into close to twenty thirty, right? So he's yeah. not there. So they can't do both. So I guess if they're if you're Mickey Loomis and you're like, look, we want to go at this one more time, but we're not going to do we're not going to blow out our cap, and we're not going to trade 2020 assets. What do you think his path may be to try to get the roster better? Because they're they were so close and they got fucked and. Like it's it's the temptation to do something for the Saints is just going to be too strong. They're going to do something. My question to you is, what path do you think Loomis can take to try to do it? Yeah, I I just think um, I, I think it would be re- retaining the players they have. So you know, doing what they can to keep Davison and Ingram and Bridgewater. And basically just saying we believe in the team we have. You know, we were one bad call away from being mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. And, you know, we're going to trust that at least this year we don't have to add a bunch of new talent, that we, we're good enough to win with what we have. And so, you know, maybe they feel like, you know, we're, we're better offensive line help and maybe one tight end away from being a better team this year. You know, mm-hmm. and so I mean, you remember the off season where they poured all their money into Jarris Bird. I mean, they put yeah. all their eggs in that basket, and at that time, the Saints mistakenly felt like they were one player away from being a Super Bowl team. So, um, you know, I, I think they're back mm-hmm. at that place now. La- last time they were wrong. I think this time there's maybe reasons to believe there's more merit to it. But I, I think you know they, they may feel like, hey, we d- we don't need to do a ton in the off season. We just need to keep the guys we have. Now, I think long-term, um, the fallacy of that line of thinking is that you, you constantly need to be restocking with youthful talent. You, if you continue to skip years where you're not bringing youthful talent into the building, um, then you're, you're not developing younger players, and I think that that comes back to bite you. And, that's gonna, and they're going to they're, they're they're be on that cycle for two years in a row because last yeah. year they, they cut four draft picks, and this year they have no picks. So they're going to have a gigantic two-year hole. And to me, I wouldn't mind if they said, look, 
and they go into free agency, and 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 they and and Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis are like, look, we need a receiver and a tight end, and that's what we need. And they do cap shenanigans and Loomis mass, and they bring in, say say they bring in Jared Cook, and they bring in Adam Humphreys or Golden Tate, and they move around cap, and one of those guys is eight million dollars a year, and one of them is ten million dollars, and they jerry rig the cap again, like. That wouldn't bother me. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And I would be for that. The thing that I really, really don't want them to do, like they can't burn 2020 assets. They just, like you can't have three straight years of no drafts. It's, it, it just, it will, it will cripple you in a way that you think it's fine now, but when you're in the middle, like, it's just like that. That's too much of a risk. Like, because the salary cap, right, Andrew? Like, if they do a bunch of stuff for the salary cap this year and win a Super Bowl, and then they are in a salary cap mess in one or two years, like, at least in theory, you can be like, okay, we'll just draft a bunch of dudes and we'll hit on the young players, and even though we're in kind of cap hell, the young players will carry us through. Like, if they have no assets in 2020, like that fucks them 2021 and 2022 where it may not be fixable and they may be horrible so i just think that's a risk that i don't want them to take if they want to go yolo with loomis math i support it it's fun you know me uh but i just think trading assets is bad on the flip side i say that i'm all in for antonio brown just because i want the circus but only if his market collapses right um, but you think I, do you? I just think you look at what they did last offseason, just all of last year, and I think we both supported it because it was like, yes, let's go win a Super Bowl. I think looking back, I think any Saints fan, anyone listening to this podcast, would feel the same way. We all feel like, hey, that was the Saints' chance, and they had to go for it, and it didn't work out, you know. And they came, they came very close, um, but in the end, it didn't work out, and. I could be wrong, man, but I, I worry that that was a one-year YOLO. I mean, when you talk about YOLO, it really mm-hmm. is kind of all in. You're putting all your chips in the end of the table, yeah. and you bet it all on black and red hit, and so now you're you're out of cash. And so, I, I th- this could be that could be the end, the beginning of the end. You know. Well, and, and I will say itself. I will say this: the the Eli Apple trade was outstanding because they got him. They get him for two more years. This year, and they can pick up his option in May for twenty for twenty twenty. So a fourth round pick for even if he regresses just a little bit and he's an average 
start a be- average to below average corner, like you would do that in the fourth round pick or fourth round pick every single goddamn time for two and a half yeah. years of an average starting corner, yeah. every single time. So yeah. like so like it it wasn't like they blew it all and it's and it's not a return investment. And hey, they can re-sign Teddy Bridgewater and to long term. And then you look at this draft and you're like, hey, 2019. Yeah, they burned that. You burned assets, but you got Davenport, you got Teddy Bridgewater, your quarterback of the future, and you got you you got a corner. So like, then you look at it and you're like, eh, that's not that's not too bad, is it? So I mean, in that sense, it's not. But Bridgewater is the big one for me. Um, You know, if they lose him this off season and they're without a third round pick, to me, giving up a third round pick for a guy that is not your quarterback of the future. It is just just, just a one year rental. That that is playing. The dances were phenomenal. The dances were nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right though. I, I I look. We'll get into Ridgewater all off season, but I, this week the the Eagles they didn't franchise Nick Foles. Flacco went to Denver. I just think the path for Teddy Bridgewater to get a starting gig are closing off because Nick Foles is going to be the number one guy. Is either he's going to land at either Jacksonville or Washington or Miami, whoever. We need we need Case Keenum to demand his release. That's that's the next step. If you if you're rooting for Bridgewater to stay in New Orleans, uh, then you know, Case Keenum. You know, Elway's come out and said, obviously we can't pay Keenum what he's making now, but we'd like to keep him. So, you know, basically putting the ball in his court of either demanding a trade or a release, uh, that needs to happen, I think, because Keenum's another guy that I think would maybe bump Bridgewater down. Yeah, and then it becomes – then it for Bridgewater it becomes return to the Saints or go to Washington. And, yeah, you would say, well, he would want to be a starting quarterback. But if he's like, yeah, I'll roll the dice with the Saints. And the thing is for Bridgewater, too, is he can roll the dice with the Saints on a one-year deal and – Think to himself, look at it. He can think this way. Look, I'll make $5 million of the Saints. I'll be a year in the system. I'll play a ton in the preseason because Breeze is only going to start like one game, right? It's not play at all. Bridgewater could be like, I'm going to play in the preseason, and I'll look better. And, you know, Bridgewater is like two preseason. You know, he could sign a one-year deal with the Saints for $5 million. He's two really good preseason starts to making – a shit ton the next off season, and he's only 26, so it's not like he's old. So, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a step further. He is two good preseason starts away from getting the Saints a first round pick at the trade trade deadline. That would be. That would be. See that that would be bananas because <laughs> that's like a whole other podcast. We'll talk about it now. Uh, that's banana. Like, say the Saints at the trade deadline are rocking it. And some team comes along in the AFC, right? Some starter gets hurt and the team's in the playoff yeah. hunt. Yeah. Yeah, like like I don't know, like Cleveland or who or 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 Denver you know, Denver, they got Flacco and they're they're rocking and rolling and they're doing really well. And they're like, Oh, he's out for the year. Well, screw it. We we wanna you know, this is our time. We want a quarterback and they offer a first round pick and you're the Saints, man. And you're thinking like Teddy Bridgewater might be your future but they just offered you a one at the deadline. Like that's a, and you know Breeze is probably walking out the door because you're like seven and one, and he's not going to play forever. Like that's a that is a hard that's a hard fucking call. I mean, if he looked really good in the preseason, I might say no to that. I know that's crazy, but 
I mean, your Breeze is going to be done it's this year or next year. Like Breeze is done. Yeah. So, what would you do if if Denver called you up and they were like at the deadline? I guess if the, the, the deadline, you'd be like the, the deadline. The Saints were like five and six and one. So Denver's like four and two, and they're depends like, on it depends on his contract. But if he has a uh, but if he has a one year deal, then I do it. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, if this off season for the Saints, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. Do you? I mean, the Saints. Historically, have they had a year under Loomis and Peyton where they haven't done stuff right out the gate? No. I mean, absolutely not. So I mean, they're gonna they're gonna do stuff right out the gate. And you know, two years ago they did stuff right out the gate, and it was it was what it was Warford and Ted Ginn and Luke Keekley, you know. So and and the key, what do you mean? Key, you mean AJ Klein? I mean AJ Klein. Yeah, yeah. they did. Uh, I wish we had Keekly. Very <laughs> Keekly, right? Um, so so um, so they can do stuff out of the gate um, that isn't pricey. Like I could see them being like, we want like not a bargain bin tight end, but like a discount like TJ Max price tight end, right? So like it's like two years, five million, and it's like boom, right out the gate, they do it. Because, um, you know, I, I think they're going to do moves. I also think, I also think they're going to get a receiver. Like they, 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 they can't look at the NFC Championship game and how the offense was the back half of the year, and think like offensive line health is going to cure everything. Like, am I crazy to think that? Before we get out of here, yeah, I no, you're not crazy. I agree. Yeah, I mean they're gonna do something, but like we said before, if you sign up for Seven Minutes Saints before the March before free agency starts on March 13th, you'll get a free magnet. Do it now; it's awesome. We hope you enjoyed the freebie Friday. Uh, we'll see you Monday.